Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome to another episode of the Goblin Lore Podcast. Um, we are happy to be back in recording um, at, in our post-con uh, haze has ended a little bit. Um, unfortunately, we are we are missing a person, but Pobs could not make it tonight. But I've uh, got myself, I guess I'll get my intro real quick, and then other hosts can introduce themselves. So I'm Alex, found on Twitter at mail underscore chronicler we have an opening question we'll get to that in a moment um my pronouns are he him hi i'm taya at taya transcends pronouns are she her or they them and uh want to thank the grinding coffee company um bgq minority owned run coffee company that provides uh all of the coffee needs to keep hobbs running um maybe he didn't have enough coffee today and that's why he's not here yeah and thank you for jumping in with that it's it, it's been what like two weeks since we recorded an episode and i'm already feeling like i've forgotten how to do this just yeah <laughs> and yeah it, it's the con was definitely a different experience that's for sure yes it, it was it was great um the episode last week was the audio from it so hopefully folks who are interested listen to it i i thought the audio was good, was well enough for what, what we, we had. Unfortunately, they didn't have a setup in the room to record, so we were just using an external mic. Um, I think things, you could hear it pretty well, well enough anyway to, to hear the conversation. But I thought it was a really good conversation, so I'm glad we were able to get it out for folks. And, um, I know there's a few video forms. I think there's one posted on, um, do you remember, I should have prepared this, Who who's Twitch, who t- streamed that during the panel? Oh, yeah, you're going to put me on the spot now, and I can't remember it. Yeah, Yeah. I know Hobbs had it set up. We can can figure it out. We'll talk to Hobbs and make sure that's in the show notes, too. Um, And and all that stuff is, if you're interested, too, the the podcast Twitter um, keeps up to date on a lot of those things. It's a good place to go for any of that stuff. But, yeah, so we're back home recording in front of mics and and not sitting at a table next to each other, which, you know, it was was a fun experience and, and We'll see. I, I would be definitely interested to do it again, but kind of nice to just be sitting at home where I have Scryfalder reference if if I need it, because that was the whole thing that I hadn't occurred to me sitting on the panel. But so let's do the opening question. We have a nice, we have a great topic this week that Taya came up with. This could be great. This is May. Mental Health Awareness Month is still going on. And this, this, I think, will be a good topic that touches on that, but also a lot of recent story. And so our, our opening question that's going to kind of t- actually tie into this. Sometimes our opening questions are a little more uh, arbitrary, but this one I think feels will tie in real nice to our, our topic. So we want to, um, in the past, we've we've done a, a opening question of like, if you're stranded on a plane somewhere, what's a, you know, who, what planeswalker would you want to come try to rescue you? Tying into recent story and things we're going to talk about, we're going to do a little twist on that and instead say, you know, what if you were stranded on a plane, like who, you know, planeswalker would you pick to be stranded with you or maybe it's just a former planeswalker to hopefully temporarily be stranded with. Um, and I, I'm going to go with Sarkin Vol, actually. He's a character who I think for a while was kind of going in a, in a, in a dark way, but after his sort of storyline in in the Konzatark here block, I think he's in a better. Seems like he's in a better, more like less antisocial place, um, and also he seems like the kind of person who knows how to survive in a wilderness with very little, and can get by. And hopefully, we can find a way to uh, get unstranded at some point. So that's 
that's who I'm going to go with. I'll tell you how, about how many stories about dragons can you stand hearing <laughs> before it gets old, though? Yeah, that that is one, you know, one minus. I think early on it would be cool. But you're right. That would get tired after a while. If if, if it took too long to get rescued, that might be yeah. or, or find and, a way so- home. And this kind of this goes into I I went with the other Takiri planeswalker. Oh. I went with Narset because nice. I wanted someone who was going to keep me entertained. <laughs> I, I thought you know who is going to keep me the you know have the most stories to tell me that aren't going to get boring and overlap. And since Tamio is out of the picture, you know my next best guess was Narset. <laughs> it's funny. So, my brain almost went in the same direction, and then it was like, but and it's like you know, I think Sarkit. I just went to sort of the wild man sort of thing. Yeah. Like, he seems like someone who would be dropped in the middle of a forest with a knife and a roll of duct tape. And well, you could have just gone with Garuk at that point. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also or, or Vivian, one of those two. Yeah. But you're you're just gonna hear all about all the times that all, about all these dragons, you know, every dragon yeah. he's ever slept with, and <laughs> all yeah. the dragon babies. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think uh, you'll get a, a wider variety of of stories and 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 conversations out of Narset, yeah, uh, scholar who seems like uh, might have interests beyond <laughs> one single topic. That you yeah. can talk about. Callie, you're going to make a mess here. Okay, my cat is knocking everything <laughs> off my desk right now. And, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I will I will pick stuff up later. Okay. Thanks a lot, Callie. Yeah, I, 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 I'm surprised we both went with uh, ones from Tarkir, though. So I guess we're both stuck on Tarkir, which is not the greatest place to be. It's got a really oh. high likelihood of being eaten by dragons. Yeah, one of the highest in the multiverse, probably. Yeah. Outside of, the, I don't know, maybe the meditation realm would have a higher likelihood, depending on how annoying you are. Yeah. The occupants of the meditation realm. <laughs> Yeah, because there's not a lot of other food options, especially now that there's no DoorDash being delivered there. Yeah. And, and well, you know, I, I wouldn't see Ugin being as, I don't know, not caring about other people. I, don't, I also don't see him being quite as, as benevolent to just random strangers. Nicole Bullis wouldn't care, like straight up. If you look tasty, sure, that's a meal. Yeah. Yeah, Ugin doesn't need to eat. He's a spirit. That's true. He he. Do I channel the spirit of Hobbes here and say that he doesn't need sustenance? He just survives on self righteousness. <laughs> I feel doing justice to uh to our co host who can't make it. All right. So with that, we um, we want to talk about the topic of of isolation. Um, like, and you said, like Taya, this is as we're getting ready for the show beforehand. It's a very timely topic in the story now with the whole desparking thing we have going on. Right, you know, it's they, they conveniently with the story stranded most of the planeswalkers on their home planes because most of them went back home to defend against the Phyrexians. So as far as we know, most of them are stranded at home, but 
they're still stranded after having this freedom of movement that has been taken away from them. And then you do have ones that are stranded in places that are, you know, foreign to them or that they have no connection to. You know, we saw in the story, you know, Nyssa being stranded on Zalfir, and that was, you know, a big a problem for her, especially yeah. with, you know, Chandra getting up and leaving to go look for a Johnny, and then that just, you know, really upset Nyssa. Yeah, a source but, of a lot of stress beyond, you know, all the other stresses of the situation. There's yeah. a lot of that too, but it just sort of had the, you're not even at home to have that sort of de-stress environment as a possibility. Yeah, and then in the other series story, we have Nahiri at home who mm-hmm. just stressed her out even more because she got to see how much damage <laughs> she did to her own house. That That is that is fair. And in, in her case, it was the opposite situation leading to a very similar problem. <laughs> but kind of just want to talk about the ideas around, you know, and in, in tying back to the mental health aspect, going, you know, especially being Mental Health Awareness Month of just being, and also the pandemic of finding yourself suddenly stranded someplace and cut off from your, you know, your freedom of movement or your, you know, your social safety net in a lot of ways and what that does to you. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's well, yeah, that's the thing that a lot of of our our characters are dealing with. But that's the thing that a lot of us have recently dealt with, talking about the the, the pandemic and and a lot of that stress. And we've done some shows on that, especially around some mental health stuff. But that is, um, you know, and, and in that situation, as you kind of talk about a lot of the planeswalkers are are managed to be conveniently stranded at home, and that's a similar situation. A lot of us found during the pandemic, especially the long stretch of it early on when some, some things were getting canceled. Some folks had some short term like issues of being stranded. And there's a lot of people that are still stranded at home because they're immunocompromised or whatever. And society has largely considered that they're just not going to care about these people and Mm -hmm. not going to take any precautions. So those people aren't being given any, you know, consideration and, you know, it's hard for them to even go out in public because nobody's masking and nobody's taking precautions to help them, mm-hmm. you know, be able to exist in public. Yeah, yeah, and that that's a good call out for some people. It's not recent; it's ongoing, and yeah. and m- more uh, specific. Yeah, um, and and so that's a a that's a a real thing to to consider. And said with with the pandemic was at least for for some folks, for myself, you know, I can say. It was a, a different version of that sort of thing where I'm I'm stuck at home. It's a it's my home situation, but suddenly because I'm stuck here, it started to become a source of stress despite it being home. It's where I have my stuff. It's where I spend my time, generally speaking, before. But now in this situation, there's a new a new texture to it, a new a new situation that that kind of changes the whole thing. And so that's, yeah, that, that is a, a thing that we need to be aware of that um, both for, for folks where it's ongoing, but even for, I, I remember myself, I, I, I can speak as my, for myself here. It's like, I'm a very, I can be outgoing in bursts. I, I, I 
podcasts and conventions and things are really important to me for that reason, because it's important to kind of do that. But also I'm a person who, who stays at home to recharge. I spend time by myself and I thought that, uh, that this would be fine. I could stay home for however long it was required and this would be okay. And it wouldn't, it would kind of suck to not see my friends and be able to go out, but I can, I can do that. But even as a, as a person who, who's pretty introverted like that, it still became a trying situation that can still be a trying situation. And, and so we have, we have folks that are immunocompromised or whose family are immunocompromised or, or people mm-hmm. that they're close to still living in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have several friends that are still living like, you know, in this situation where they are completely isolated because, you know, if they have any exposure, they are going to catch COVID again. And they have when they have had exposure and it sucks and it has caused them long COVID symptoms and other problems. And, you know, they're completely cut off from society at this point because they can't even go to the doctor at this point because those, even those precautions have been taken away from them. But yeah, it, it's kind of getting back to this. And and I think it, it's kind of really, in a lot of ways for me, it's, you know, going back to the planeswalker kind of scenario, it, most people never you know, the vast majority of people don't even know there's a concept of a multiverse. I think their plane is the only plane of existence. There's nothing beyond their plane. That's it. Um, you know, you become a planeswalker. Sometimes even when you become a planeswalker, you don't know you're on another plane. Hello, Tyvar. <laughs> you know, you just think you're going for a walk somewhere else. Hot uh, Watley was the same way because of the... <laughs> immortal son she was just getting a glimpse of someplace else and being snapped right back to where she was mm, yeah but uh yeah so you you have this idea that most people never even know there is an option to go somewhere else and then you have these the you know these special people planeswalkers who find out there is this option you do have other you do have places where planeswalking is known you know, Ravnica um, kind of you know, got a lesson that planeswalkers are a thing during War of the Spark. Mm, yeah. You know, Strixhaven, it, it's kind of a known thing. You have planeswalker teachers there. Yeah. And there's some isolated myths. Like, in, in, yeah. even in, in Ravnica before War of the Spark, there was some isolated knowledge of that through the... There's some the, isolated it, knowledge, on but that. they had been keeping it, trying to keep it secret. Like, the whole Project Lightning Bug had been trying to keep it secret that there were planeswalkers coming That's back true. and forth to the plane. That's true. Yeah, Raul Zarek was actively suppressing that knowledge. Because yeah. he suspected with some definite uh, justification that uh, Niv-Mizzet would just want to like dissect him just yeah. to see, just, just out of pure curiosity. Yeah. So, you know, for the most part, people don't know that there's a multiverse beyond their plane. Um, and then you have this, you know, the planes walk, the you know, spark ignites, they're open to this wider possibility they're given this, you know, this wider multiverse to explore and to walk into, and they're no longer confined to one place. And 
for me, it felt a lot like when I first transitioned and I, I went from having no social life to having a pretty active one. And then the pandemic hit and all of a sudden I'm told I can't go out anymore. I can't do anything. And it got, you know, felt like getting put right back into this box of you're not allowed to do anything after just having a social life for the first time in my entire adult life. And I can just imagine that in a lot of ways, how it feels for a lot of these planeswalkers who have just been de-sparked, you know, it's like they know that there's this greater multiverse out there, but now that they've lost touch with it and they can no longer experience that. So even if they're home, they have no way to reach out and touch this greater, you know, hole that they have been a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it much, I would say, probably to, to a smaller degree, but a, a very similar thing with, with my social anxiety and not going to conventions and just avoiding social situations and all that stuff until I got my, until I went and saw a therapist and got my diagnosis and started to work on some of that stuff. And there was a number of years where that sort of became a big part of who, of myself, was this is a big part of my hobby, this is a big part of what I do, was going to conventions and few few years of that and then now I can't and that that for me was a was part of that tough part of I mean everybody the things that they're missing the social outlets and the social aspects and 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 more serious and severe things that were were missing too but for me that in 2020 this reason like I went back to play World of Warcraft because I needed some sort of social outlet that wasn't the same thing but sort of scratched that going to four or five conventions a year thing that I was doing where I could have just big bursts of socialness for a weekend and then go home. And wow, sort of gave me that at least enough to, especially when my dad started playing with me, which was fun. It was a way for him and I to stay in contact because he Mm -hmm. lives pretty far away from us. So, but talking about the masty sparking too, it's, I don't know if, if this is an intentional thing or just is just how stories work sometimes, but it, there there feels like a little bit of resonance back to early, early magic story with the, um, was it the shard? I can't remember what they called that oh, thing. Yeah, the, the shard of the 12 worlds or whatever. I don't think that's yes. the exact number of worlds, but. But it, it was it, this thing that happened, a, a additional consequence to all of the other consequences to Urza being the worst and setting off a magical nuclear bomb to end the brothers war um, in addition to setting off a, you know, magical nuclear coal. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to creating a nuclear winter in, in Dominaria, starting the ice age, that whole shebang, it also pulled Dominaria and a handful of other worlds into this shard that the, that planeswalkers couldn't get in or out of. And so I remember, uh, I was probably in one of the Ice Age books. I remember a planeswalker talking to someone and saying, hey, it might sound amazing to you that I can go to all these you know, worlds, but this is a relative, this is a really small handful of worlds compared to all of the things. And they're like, even, uh, even if it was you know, a small portion of infinity, that's still a, a limit. And especially at the time, old walkers were you know, the, the deific godlike powers. And they're like, having those limits is you know, so feels feels so bad and we're so constricted despite having a n- number of worlds that we can go to which is way more than any random person as bolus continually brings yeah, up having limitations bolus. is bad <laughs> yeah exactly so you know and that that was a big motivation of of Freilies to 
cast the world spell and end the ice age, but also, Hey, look, we broke the, this shard and now planeswalkers can leave and, and subsequently also enter these worlds that they couldn't enter before. Um, creating all sorts of story things. So we'll, we'll see uh, these planeswalkers being substantially less powerful, but also the omen paths, creating the opportunity for storylines to exist between worlds Anyway, they may not go down a similar story path as this, but I just thought there were some interesting similarities to some old story there with walkers looking to find a way around the limitations that were placed on them because even with a large number of options, that still felt oppressive to them or constrictive to them, perhaps is a better term. Yeah, I... I'm kind of bummed that we don't get more story until the fall now because we got the two aftermath stories, but we really have no idea what's going on with the, you know, the, the spark rupture and what's changing. And we won't know more until the Eldraine story comes out in August. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. As, as someone who very recently started consuming story again i'll be honest I, I was a little disappointed to discover that there was only two stories for yeah for Aftermath. and was... we won't get any stories for a summer set so they kind of left mm. us on this huge cliffhanger of most of the planeswalkers have been desparked, and the mm-hmm. fundamental nature of the multiverse has changed and, and now you have all these legendary creatures for commander yeah, but we're not going to tell you any more about that right now. So stay tuned. Yeah, including we're not going to tell you who. Which, by the way, I respect that. I appreciate. Yeah. It. They're like, we're just going to go through it. This is our story for however long. So you'll find out as we go through the story, which I do appreciate. But at the same time, it's like, like you say, we got so little now. So the Somerset, this is that Commander Legends, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, on the well, time I think that? that's a, a auxiliary set. I don't know what our summer standard set is, or if we even have. Mm. Okay, because I'm I'm hopeful, and we'll see. I mean, Commander Legends. I know they've done some previews, but it's, I think it's a little ways away still. I'm hopeful that we get similar to the previous uh, Commander Legends, or sorry, this is Commander Masters. Similar. I'm hoping we get story similar to Commander Legends. Where now this wouldn't push the storyline forward. Okay, release date August 4th. So this wouldn't push the story forward from the timeline standpoint, not giving us any answers to this whole spark rupture thing going on. But it would be cool if this did the Commander Legends thing where it went back and gave us a whole bunch of legends and gave us a bunch of story about a bunch of random characters and really helped sort of flesh out the multiverse. Here are all these very different peoples doing very different things. Yeah, we don't get an actual summer set this year for standard. We get the Lord of the Rings set in June instead. Oh, that's June. Okay. Oh, there's just so many things. It's so hard for me to keep track. And it doesn't help that I've been actively um, avoiding stuff for a little while, too. That that certainly didn't help. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so we, we have no new story until August. Yeah, and that's if if we're getting stuff from Commander, or is or we well, get we'll get the Wild of Eldraine Eldraine. story in August because Eldraine is September eighth. Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Okay, so a few months away because we're sitting in in May as we're recording this now. 
Wow. Yeah, that is a long time to be like, here's a giant thing and peace and then just like leave. Yeah. So we're all being stranded. You know, we <laughs> yes. to bring that back. Yeah. The, the the Vorthos community is is stranded right now. And yeah. So I'm sure we will have a lot more to, to talk about as, as we get as we start getting story again, which which will be fun. I'm I'm really honestly I I am looking forward to talking story a lot more than I was expecting after having avoided it for over a year. You know, for some of my own mental health stuff with just some of the issues I was having with the Phyrexia storyline, and now I'm starting to go back and catch up on some of those things that I I, I missed or skipped intentionally. But yeah, it's such a we just talking beforehand because we're talking about planeswalkers we made our opening question but we have a big long list of of kind of walkers whose sparks are big question marks right now and yeah uh, and we know that we know that most of them are de-sparked that, yeah, that's we, what yep we know most of them would be de-sparked but until they show up in storyline and can yeah we don't, another, we just sure. don't know and you know, to me, it feels like this whole thing has been done to because Commander is the most popular format now. It really feels like they're doing this yes. to put some as legendary creatures and not because of story. That is interesting. That that I, I think I had like half of that thought, but I hadn't put it together in my brain yet. And you're saying it, it's like, yep, no, that that feels right to me, which maybe doesn't feel right, but yeah. seems accurate to me. I don't know how i feel about I, I mean i have no inside knowledge obviously i don't yeah. work for wizards um nobody that i know that does um does freelancing has told me this so i'm not yeah. leaking any information this is just my feeling is that they've gone all in on commander and it really feels like they've done this so that they can sell legendary creatures yeah i mean and and i'll say to maybe on a more I don't know, giving them credit until they prove that they weren't deserving of it. Uh, that is a, such a bad way of wording that, but maybe on a, to look at it with a little more positive potential light, a little more hopeful light, maybe this, I can see this. And, and as of late, the story team, I think has been doing really well. Oh yeah. The story, so I can, the story team has been nailing it lately. And I, I can see this being a way, a good way, even for them to help build more story space for themselves. Uh, Mark Rosewater talks a lot from a design standpoint about sort of mining design space and how they eventually will run out of design, new design space. Um, he talks about it for names too, card names. And, and because I'm a weird nerd about weird things, that is fascinating to me. We did a whole episode a few years ago about card names and that's sort of like limited space because once a card is printed, it has that name. That name is always yep. that card forever. But now I'm getting myself distracted. So I, I could see this story because you have Omen Pass now and you have, they they made Planeswalkers, they went from the old walkers to the new walkers to help create more story space for themselves. They could use these characters who can go between worlds as this focal points for story without them being you know, godlike powers, which is really hard to tell stories about. That really limits your story. You can do it, but it, it limits the stakes and how you tell that story around Especially those Especially if you have a lot of them. If you have a yes. lot of gods, you, you just have a problem. Yeah. And so 
that was a move to do that. This, I think they got to a point where because that was a new card type, they were putting them in every set. They were the chase mythics. Some of that from a gameplay standpoint, some of that from a selling booster pack standpoint, it created this situation where now they just had this huge glut of planeswalkers in the story. And it's a little bit the Marvel problem where you're like, okay, so there's this big explosion in New York that Spider-Man is dealing with. Why isn't Iron Man helping? Why isn't some other random person in the universe coming over? The Eternals, the whomever, the whatevers. I think having this large, gigantic cast of planeswalkers starts to create a little bit of that problem. It also creates a focus problem. We're like, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna follow Jace, and we're gonna go to this world. And people are like, but I want to see more about Nico. I want to see more about Kaya, Kazmina. There's so many characters. Some yeah, of whom. Where have... is our NB Nico, anyways? We haven't yeah. seen we haven't seen them at all since Kaldheim. Yeah, where are they? So it, it's like it's this is gives them an avenue where now. They, with Omen Paths, from a storytelling standpoint, you can still create limitations and restrictions that allow some story, but you can also pretty much put anyone pretty much anywhere, even without them being planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. But it also means that they don't have the get-out-of-jail-free card of, I can just walk away. Like That was part yeah. of, again, for me, what I found so interesting about the way they set up the Gatewatch, and I don't know that they emphasized this very much later, they just became the Avengers, but part of the early remit of this was they're the ones who could choose to leave. They were acknowledging this. We are the ones who could get away from all of these disasters. That means it's that much more important for us to choose to stay. And so you kind of remove that. Now, if if they're on a world, you know, whomever the I've lost my list now. So you have, you know, Sarkin on a world where something's going on. His his choice is run to the nearest omen path and just roll the dice, potentially, or step up and try to help. And 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 so I, I I'm hopeful that this creates an opportunity for for them to sort of mine more story, create more stories, and make it more maintainable without having to do, you know, giant run up. We, we spend 15 sets or not 15, but you know, we do, we do the big war of the spark storyline. We do the big, the Phyrexian invasion storylines. Those can be great, huge set piece stories, but I, I think this will give them more opportunity to sort of create more stories in between. Yeah. Those and, and I'm not saying that making me some, you know, legendary characters is wrong because I am happy to have a Narf set I can actually play now that isn't an oppressive <laughs> combo commander. Mm-hmm. So I am happy that I have one I can actually play. Yeah, that's fair. And, and so, so much directing that at you, but maybe just kind of throwing my own thoughts out there that are. Yeah, no, I was going to say that you know, they did sell me on a, they sold me on a Narf set. So uh-uh. nice. I'm good there, but yeah, I, I want to see where this goes and I'm kind of, I'm kind of upset that we've got to wait another three months to see where it's going. Yeah, it's, we'll see, we'll see what happens And this way, way less of an issue for me, but it's starting to feel like two is not a pattern yet. Two is a coincidence. Yeah. Three becomes a pattern, but this is like two major things in a row now where it's just like, and wait, we're going to just sit about three and stop and try to build that tension. And it's like, that works 
sometimes and then very quickly burns out. So it's like if we're if every so often we just, you know, keep getting these big major things and now wait and and like that chains together too closely, it's it's going to make it hard to to follow story, but yeah. I'm interested to see what Ashiak's up to on Eldraine now. We got that teaser uh, at Magicon. You know, yep. they're uh they're there enjoying some nightmares and uh Will and Rowan are trying to trying to keep things together, so it'll be interesting yep. to see what exactly is going on when we get back there. Yep, and and in my um sort of story blackout, current story blackout, I went back and I was reading some of the older stuff. So I, I did read the the book from the first Eldraine, and so I'm, I'm feeling a little closer to the to the twins. So I'm looking forward to seeing them to sort of step up and and do some stuff and see what they have going on in the story. Yeah, no, I, uh, I would, uh, I would have liked some battle bond story from them. Oh gosh, that'd be so good. That's true. That's that of of the, all of the the tragedies of this one of the smaller ones. But if these two get cut off from from uh, Kylem, that yeah, that, that sucks. Like I don't can't know. say that's terrible with all of the other things going on because there's terrible things. They separated Dinobots. How dare they? Yes, see that is a little more severe. Yeah, we finally got a a, a healthy <sighs> queer couple. I mean, besides Ral and Tomic, we got a health, healthy yes. lesbian couple because uh, Gruel Friends has problems. That 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 relationship <laughs> has issues. I'm happy to see that they're back, but. Yes. They, they need a couple therapist bad. Mm-hmm. Going to what we were talking about last week, the multiverse needs a lot yeah. of therapists. Yeah. Various and specializations as well. This and Chandra definitely need to see one. Yeah. Because they're doing some trauma bonding, and that's not a good basis for starting a healthy relationship. They're working out some of their issues in the bottom of a pit while they're in the middle of drowning while being, you know, mauled by an elemental, not where you want to be working out your relationship issues. No, no. And, and it, it, unfortunately to, to some degree, this is kind of how magic story works a lot of the time. Not all, not all of the times, as you say, like the, with the, the, the Dinobot story with. Look how them passing I, cute notes in a box. It was adorable. It was, yeah, that is, that's the only story I read, which I meant actually when I was talking to uh, uh, Reinhardt and kind of catching up on the story, that is the only story that I read during that whole blackout, that whole period where I went dark with, with current storyline. I did read that one. Yeah, it was completely detached from everything. Completely detached. It was, it was tied to the, uh, to the bride secret lair. Yeah. I was like, okay, this will be fine. This won't have Phyrexians much at least. And I think there's like the barest illusion to things happening and like both of them having stuff going on, which could be literally anything. Yeah. But that was, that was such a good story. <laughs> yeah. That, that's how you start so a healthy we, relationship though. Not, not, you know, yeah. trying to hash things out while being attacked by an elemental. Yes, and that's to say that that magic can do stories that aren't focused around combat and apocalyptic events, yeah. which is nice to, to see. And hopefully, we see more of that sort of in this in this calm between whatever disaster they start to cook up in the background. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if you know we got we got that story last summer in between sets. Maybe we'll get some story this summer between sets. 
Yeah. You know, you know, we, we can hope. It would be nice to see some story in between. I would I would really like to know what's going on with some people. Tell me what's going on with Kaya, please. I want to yeah. know what she's up to. I'm worried about I'm worried about my ghost hunter girl. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Check in with Kaya. Just a maybe a, a similar that it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic, but a similar sort of non conflict fighting combat story we're just checking in with some character who who we, we haven't seen since the uh Frexine invasion and just this person doing their daily life or this person running into someone else who happens to be stranded on this world with them or something yeah strike up a conversation and let us know angrath is with his daughters and everything's okay yeah there we go it's just a story of angrath hanging out with his kids hanging out with his daughters and just that's the story I would love to read that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd even be fine just reading a story about Nashi talking with his uh, illusion mom. <laughs> yeah. Just so just just checking in on basically anyone. It would just be nice yeah. to get just a little bit more of a okay, we have this whole roster of characters who are kind of giant question marks around their their stats. I mean, to some degree, like do we even know how many of these have survived the invasions? I guess um, I haven't read all of that yet, but I mean, we don't know for sure on mostly on the Phyrexian side. We don't know what mm. happened to Jason Braska. Okay. I mean, we know Veraska obviously survived because you don't pull the whole we didn't find a body thing if they didn't survive. Mm, yeah. Um, and we had no idea what, what Jace was sent off to do something, and we still have no idea what his mission was. So, okay, maybe we'll find out on Nixalon what was up with those two. Yeah, that'd be a good place for for them to show up again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I will. Uh, hopefully, they'll just be enjoying their life on a beach and <laughs> won't have yeah. anything else going on at yeah, all. That that would be a great. We have the Exelon story going on, and then there's just one side story of those two, like, drinking fruity drinks on a beach somewhere. Yeah. Margaritas or whatever That's the equivalent it. on Exelon is. Yeah. Just living out their, uh, living out their retirement. I don't think, I don't think wizards will let them retire peacefully, though. No. But even just, like, a nice little interlude into whatever comes next would, would be yeah. nice. Yeah, there's there's just so much unknown right now, which I think parallels nicely with you know with reality. It's we're yeah. in this really unknown period where most everybody wants to pretend the pandemic is over. It's not. Yeah. You know, it's it's you know, we're just kind of pretending it's gone, but we're still you know, case numbers are still really high. It's mm -hmm. we're just pretending it's not and there, and still coming to an understanding of of what the long term consequences of this thing even is. Yeah, to to, to folks who who you know get sick, and but especially people who are re repeatedly sick. Yeah. So yeah, it's a weird. In not terribly comfortable parallel. <laughs> yeah, it's we're gonna have to see where things go, and I don't see 
right now things aren't looking good in lore or in reality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And that that's not the greatest for the mental health, I have to say. I would love to have a more upbeat story for May, but oh, that's kind of a downer, really. Yeah. Yeah, and and unfortunately that's just the way things are sometimes and i think we will just shout out again it's mental health awareness month if you're you know struggling we get especially in the united states it's not access to care is not always is not always available or great but there are resources please reach out it's that's we just want to make sure that that's those conversations are there both during, I mean, just all the time in our show notes, we have uh, resources. They're just in every episode uh, of the Goblin Lore podcast. If, if you feel you need to reach out to somebody and that includes a whole list of, of international sources. So obviously being that we're all in the U S most of our stuff is centered in the U S but that's not everything that's in there. So if, if even if you are somewhere else, some of those are still good websites that have good resources, but also there are a number of, of hotlines and, and things that are, uh, around the world and we do have some good mutual support in our discord too so if you want to yep. talk to some like-minded people that yep. you know understand everybody's going through problems uh and show some wonderful support to each other um consider joining our discord which is uh free to everybody yep and uh you can also join our patreon if you'd like which uh gets you the episode a little early most weeks depending on when it gets edited. Yep. And that's but, uh, one of the only, only channels on our discord that is Patreon only is just the early episodes. So it's like I said, it's open to everybody. If you, if you want just to just join the, the discord. Yeah. We had a really active story discussion um, over the last, uh, you know, month and a <laughs> half over, you know, March of the machine. And then aftermath yeah, was some like- of the most active I've seen the server. It was, uh, there was a lot to discuss. Mm-hmm. And I've caught up on some of that, which I just realized literally this week, I'd forgotten to unmute that channel. <laughs> <laughs> Hop back in that channel myself, just to start giving through some of the things I'd been missing and some of that conversation. So I'm still trying to catch up on the, the Phyrexian storyline, but myself. All right. Well, Tay, unless you've got something else you want to say, that's a good spot to close it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's just, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get to see our planeswalker friends reunite soon. And uh, you know, I, I want to, I especially need to see need to see Sahili and Watley get back together. I, I don't, I don't want to see them apart very long. Absolutely. And, and I will, I just thought, um, just I'll mention it here and we'll talk more about this as well. And we're right at the very end of an episode here, but um, it's, it's possible that um, this month we may not hit every week. We'll see what's going on. I know there, there's just some stuff going on with, with us and we want to be upfront about that. And again, a big part of our cast is talking about mental health and, and making these convert having these conversations openly because it's so important and stigmatized sometimes. And so that's part of how we want to push back against that stigma is just to have conversations. And so it's possible that just due to circumstances among the hosts, yeah. we, from mental health stuff and just other things in real life. That yeah. We, I will specifically be traveling for work for two weeks uh, at the end of May, beginning of June. So I will definitely be, uh, I will be planes walking out for a while. 
yeah so we'll we will see we'll keep things updated our our twitter if you are on that health site or want to just sort of follow our twitter without signing up the health site i'm not sure exactly how that works i i have unfortunately been on twitter for a while now i got like a decade or something they recently told me and like it was a it, it's a whole thing oh but so that's a good place that that is a place where we um, send out updates and communications frequently though um, try to mention things on the actual cast too because we know not everybody is, is present on twitter and hopefully this reaches some folks who aren't going to see that as well so we will be be open about that if we are going to miss a week we don't know for sure but it, it seems possible I, i'll say i'll be honest it, it seems kind of likely that we'll miss a week coming up here soon but we will let everybody know. And uh, I think that's the show. And that's our show for today. You can find all of the hosts on Twitter for now. Hobbs can be found at HobbsQ. Taya can be found at Taya Transcends. And Alex can be found at Mel underscore Chronicler. Feel free to send us any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to the Goblin Lore Pod on Twitter. Or email us at GoblinLorePodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, our link tree can be found on our Twitter account and in the description of today's show. This has everything from various discount codes to the link for our Patreon. The music for today's show was by Vintergotten, who can be found at Vintergotten at Bandcamp.com. The art was done by Stephen Raphael, who can be found at Steve Raffle on Twitter. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Porthos content. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.